Welcome to Fly on the Wall, a podcast where you have the opportunity to listen in on a live coaching conversation. Please make sure to like and subscribe. And now for today's episode. Welcome to Fly on the Wall. Today I'm talking with Pastor Brad from New Mexico, and we're talking about how to build tribes among your team. Let's jump into the coaching conversation. How can I serve you today? Hey, good morning, Chris. Um, listen, uh, first question that I wanted to ask you about was probably one that you've gotten really used to ask, being asked and answering. Uh, with the pandemic becoming <clears throat> less impactful on our abilities to attend church, we can finally get back to doing church. How do you recommend that we help inspire those who have not returned to regular services to, to come back? Uh, you know, we understand we're, we're moving forward and we're adding a lot right now. We're adding brand new people, a lot of new people. My daughter came from home from college yeah. the other day, went to a big event for dinner and said, dad, this is so exciting. I said, what? She said, look at all the visitors. I said, babe, those are new members. They yeah. just have been gone, but we're having a hard time getting the ones that were here before to come back. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, first, uh, misery loves company. I think that's a, <laughs> that's a battle for everybody. Uh, everybody's struggling with that. Um, I, I hate to be, uh, I'm not, not a pessimist. I think it's more of a realist at this point. Uh, one is you heard me talk about the health versus habit. Um, it's one thing that I always, you know, if I ever get in a conversation with anybody about this, uh, or even someone that maybe I haven't seen at a, a, a church or whatever, I might say, is it possible that you've moved from it being a health problem to it being a habit problem? Uh, and that term health versus habit has been really helpful along the way. At this point, I think what we have is what we have. Uh, I think there are some people that unfortunately, um, man, they're not coming back you know, or they're not coming back anytime soon. Maybe they've fallen away in their faith. Maybe they, you know, uh, catch online once in a while. And that kind of sort of spiritually makes them feel like, yeah, Hey, I'm good. You know, uh, when in reality, we know that they're, they're not all in, uh, they're, um, you know, in many cases, I'm saying it's in all cases, but in many cases, uh, I do think that there's a reality. So I keep pounding the health versus habit, but I also keep telling, pastors and leaders that, hey, you might have, um, you might have uh, people that just never come back. You know, they just, they're, they're just gone. And, uh, and I think that you, that you have to uh, be realistic that, you know, in Luke 15, it's, it's the evangelistic chapter, in my opinion, because, you know, you got the lost coin and the lost son and the lost sheep. Uh, but in the, in the story of the lost sheep, he went away. And it took a while before he came to his senses, the Bible says. And I think that there are some people that are out there, have left, and they're like, I still love God. I still whatever. I just haven't gotten back around to church. And I, maybe they'll come back. Maybe they won't. But uh, I do think it's important for a staff to know and a church to say, this is it. We used to be here. Now we're here. Now we start building. And I think if you keep if we keep hanging on to that, um, I don't know if we can ever get our staff to move forward if we hang on to that. Yeah, that's, <clears throat> and that's the hard part because you know a lot of them that are, you know who they are, you talk to them, they're fine, but yeah, uh, you just can't seem to um, get them to 
it's the uh, make it a priority in their lives anymore. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Comfortable. Yeah, for sure. What else you got? Well, how do you recommend we can effectively uh, move our volunteer lists? I, I say, quote, unquote, volunteer lists. Okay. You've helped us to build some systems in our church. Things are going really good and, and much more effective than we've ever been with that. But what we're, what we're seeing now is that we're seeing, uh, we're getting back into it where they're getting sliding in, getting comfortable and they're, they're on a list, but we want to move them into being a team mm. who takes ownership for what they're doing instead of, instead of smiling and liking it and, and then showing up and then disappearing, but somehow so that it's not just um, my core people desperately trying to keep things excited and moving, uh, but to get others excited and moving and feel like to take ownership. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's a, uh, <laughs> that's a, the other question. The other challenge. Uh, here's the other, here's the other big thing. Um, well, you've heard me say this before, Brad, uh, I've worked with your church for a long time. Love you guys. Uh, amazing team. The, uh, you've heard me say this before. Culture is always created at the top and supported at the bottom. Uh, and so the reason I start off by saying that is this. If you've got a team that is not, um, they're not functioning like a team, they're functioning sort of clocking in and clocking out, they're not really buying all in, <clears throat> the, 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 the challenge for me or the, I guess the place where I would look first is the leadership. Is the leadership creating tribe or is the leadership just simply sending out some sort of you know calendar every month to say you're a greeter and you will greet on the first and third Sunday of every month and and if that is the extent that the volunteer experience is then it's a check-in and check out I do my job God bless America and, and, and I'm fine however if the leader is not just managing, but actually leading by creating a tribe. So here's my, here's my 20 people on my greeting team. And man, every month I send them a blog or a podcast just to encourage them. I send them a devotion. Once every four months, we have a barbecue or a pool party or something. If I'm creating a tribe, then your volunteers will start acting like a tribe. Here's what I always say, and you've heard me say this. I always say, I think one of the biggest mistakes we make is that we put, we, uh, we have managers with leadership titles. So oh, that's good. I'm that's the head good. greeter, right? And what is the extent of my job? Show up on Sunday, make sure everybody's in position. And then once a month, I send out a calendar. That's not leading. That's not leading at all. Yeah. You're not, you're not inspiring people, encouraging people, helping them build tribe and community. Just imagine if every one of your leaders, three or four times a year at a barbecue at their house or a pool party, whatever they do, the ha hangout time, and maybe once a month, just once a month, they would email their team, love you guys, you're the best greeting team in the entire state, you're awesome, I love you, and here's a little devotion on, you know, how to deal with stress in you know, God's way or whatever, whatever. And they send something out, and now all of a sudden, this average greeter, this average usher, this average worship team member feels like they're actually part of a tribe. They'll start owning it once they feel like they're part of it. But if they don't ever feel like they're part of it, they're never going to feel like they're going to own it. 
And that would be my encouragement to you and anybody that's checking out this podcast. Get the leaders over all those departments to start leading, not managing, start building tribes. You do that, like you, like you talked about, it'll create ownership. But you know what else you're going to do? You're going to create stickiness in your church. Oh, good. Yeah. So new, new person comes in. They've been there a month or two. They sign up for the greeting. Great. They think they're just signing up to greet. They actually signed up to join a tribe. And now they have a relationship and they're not going to go anywhere. It is, it's great for the team. And it is great for your somewhat new people that are getting involved because it'll make your church sticky. And I, yeah. And that's, and that ties right in with where we're at. I think when we first launched to, you know, really got into this a couple of years ago, yeah. well, my team leaders were so excited and, and they dialed in. And I think just like anything, just like, pastoring we, we pastors are no different you start to get very um comfortable with the systems yeah and they're working and so you just kind of slide into a you know uh, automatic pilot kind of a comfort zone and and then you stop that so uh i'm taking from this my own inspiration that i need to stop being leader to my leaders and i need to start to having those same kind of events and experiences with them which i've gotten out of the habit of doing to inspire them to be inspired yeah so, well yeah. you know people the old saying is people support what they create yeah. so when i join the greeting team and i'm new to your church i feel like i'm i'm creating something because i'm part of the team and mm -hmm. and we had a barbecue and we talked about one of the problems we have and i gave the solution so i'm going to support whatever i create i'm going to support whatever i feel like i'm i belong to uh, and you're right, we can slip into complacency and just what I call just getting through another Sunday. Yeah. Oh, we needed two children's work. Oh. This person, this person, thank God. We hit we did the it. number. We hit the number. Yeah, we got through it. You know, it's like, uh, I think people ask me all the time, man. It's like, I can't get my volunteers to feel ownership. I can't get my volunteers to be all in. I hear children's pastors say it, whatever. I'm like, are you creating a tribe? Because if they feel like a family, they won't let you down. But if they don't feel like a family, if they just feel like I just get a calendar from you once a month, that's that <laughs> that is not creating a tribe. That is not you're always going to have shallow volunteers. Yeah, that's that's good. I, I'm, I, I'm making mental notes, but you know what's going to happen to those. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to go back and watch this podcast myself. I'm not that's watching right. myself. I'm just listening again to what you said. So one, one more big question that I had sure. is um, if I can, you know, I talked a minute ago about how, I, you know, you and I've had a lot of conversations about myself and, and uh, kind of my um, preparing for the next chapter of my life. And so trying to focus very much on raising up my replacements, raising up a team that will, I, I was told by one of my mentors years ago, it's not what you build when you're there. It's what remains when you leave. Mm. And so I'm really wanting to focus a lot on, on building a, an established, strong leadership. And if I could only focus on one key component uh, in ministry right now, mm -hmm. what should be my main focus? Should I focus on the leadership team, on the new members, on ministry oversight, over uh, dial in on the existing ministries to make sure they're staying afloat with? As the person who sits at the top, where am I going to be smart to put the bulk of my time to make sure that uh, that the that the team is growing and, and ready to to take the baton when it's time? Wow, 
That is a great question. First of all, it's a great question. It really is. Secondly, um, I appreciate the spirit behind the, the question. You know, it's not, well, I see the finish line, so I'll just kind of jog there. Uh, <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I tell people all the time, hey, man, if you're transitioning, retiring, whatever, whenever I have a conversation with someone, I say, make sure that you break the ribbon when you cross the finish line. Oh, that's good. Yeah. yeah. Don't, don't get that one yard short. Yeah, yeah. Don't get one yard short. That was, good. That was really close. <laughs> walk through it and it just kind of wraps around you, you know. <laughs> Break the ribbon, man. Uh, you know, because you, you're You've seen me run one of my marathons, haven't you? <laughs> like I'm dying the last mile. I'm begging for somebody to shoot me before those last 50 yards. I look like, dude, Olympics is looking for me. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> well, I love the spirit behind what you're saying because you're saying, and I know you, you want to run hard to the very last second. I mean, that's yeah. just who you are. And you want to do that because of who you are. And you want to do that for the kingdom and for, for the Lord, which I love. And I appreciate that. I think one of the, the things that I would focus on is um, a couple of different things. One, obviously finding that right person and making sure that that is the smoothest transition. I was talked about it recently on a podcast where we were saying in the transition, there's got to be honor this way, you know, from the guy that's leaving and honor this way, there has to be incredible amount of honor, incredible amount of transparency, being honest. If the other person's not feeling honored, there's got to be honor. I think we all go into it acting like we're going to honor everybody, but there's got to be some uh, help from someone from the outside to say, okay, this is how it's going to work. This is how it's going to look. This is what's going to happen. Cause if you mess up the honor, it's those two people get hurt and then the church gets hurt. Right. So that's one thing, but I know that's what you asked, but that's an important part. I just want to make a mental note that it's like, Hey, I got to make sure that I honor, I got to make sure it's do it right. As you set up to uh, break through that ribbon. Um, if it was me, I would focus on what is it in, I would focus on the word culture. What is it in our culture that needs to change? Man, we have a bunch of managers. We don't have leaders. Let's fix that. We talked about that a minute ago. Let's fix it. Fix it for the next person. Um, man, we, we tend to operate this way rather than this way. Our culture really isn't an invite. Our culture is really this. Or Let's fix that. Let's, let's get to a point where, man, we got high-functioning leaders and volunteers. They build tribes. They love each other. And they love the vision. That is an awesome thing. Now, that person coming in eventually is going to have their own kind of vision. But they'll need a culture of leadership. And they're going, to have, they're going to need leaders that are building tribes, no matter what their vision is. And they're going to need volunteers that are all in, no matter what their vision is. Focus on those things. Focus on the honor to each other and transition the right person. Focus on the culture uh, and make sure that the culture is right. And then the last thing I would say is deal with any major problem. You take the blood, not the next guy. So... Sometimes there might be a board member. Sometimes there might be a staff member. Sometimes there might be an ending of a, of a ministry that you know is going to tick off a few people, but it should come to an end. You deal with it. Let the blood be on you rather than on the next guy. I've heard more than once, oh, that's the next guy's problem. I'm like, I wouldn't do that, man. What do you care if the blood's on you? You're leaving anyway. This guy's got to live in it. So to hand someone a phenomenal leadership culture a phenomenal volunteer culture, work on culture, that word, but also knowing that most of the big splinters have been removed and we've dealt with it, uh, with the board member, with the volunteer, with that toxic situation, with that ministry, whatever. 
you deal with it. And that way you're handing off something as strong as possible, but as free of toxic and free of trouble as possible. Okay. I think those important parts. Well, the good news is that's part of the reason I'm, that's kind of the timing on when I'm going to leave. Cause I got to figure when they're going to find the bodies, you know, I got <laughs> to be gone before then. So you got to be gone so that you don't become one of the bodies. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. Oh man. Hey, anything else? Are we good? No, I think I think that's good. I had another one, but we kind of dealt with that with the okay. with the second question because I was thinking, you know, how do we inspire fresh thoughts yeah. to get to grow less dependent on the systems and more more focused? But I think that the whole tribe idea concept is really where uh, we're where we're lacking. We've got to get that. that yeah, out. well, if you create that tribe, you know, that's where people, once people have that tribe and they get to buy in, they'll say, "I got an idea. I want to do this. How about that?" They start seeing problems and solutions. But again. If they're checking in and checking out because all they're getting is a calendar, that's not building a tribe. No. That's, not, that's not leading. That's just getting through. Get your people to think differently about leadership and building tribes as the leader of the greeters or whatever and, and have them. And, but here, one more thing I'll say, set for them what that will look like, Brad. Okay, What that means to me, greeter, you know, Joe and Linda, the head greeters, here's what that means to me. It means that you're going to have three Time, social times together with the entire group, a barbecue, a pool party, whatever you want to do. And monthly, you're going to send out an encouraging email with a little devotion. Now you're going to send out the calendar maybe towards the end of the month, but the beginning of the month, you're going to send one more email. That's an encouragement, blah, blah, blah. So, and has maybe a devotional. So three to four events per year, monthly encouraging emails with some devotion, give them the parameter. Otherwise they're not going to understand the elements that create the tribe. You just don't create tribe and they're, they're going to interpret it to whatever they think. Sure. Uh, yep. And uh, you've heard me say in absence of clarity, they'll arrive to their own conclusion and it won't be the one. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> well, man, Brad, it's always great talking with you, dude. I'm going to jump on my next podcast, but it's always great talking to you. Thanks for, thanks for jumping on. Thanks, Chris. Appreciate right. you, buddy. Have a good day, bud. We'll see you, man. <laughs> Thanks for stopping by today. We hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and to be on the lookout for more podcasts from Fly on the Wall. See you next time.